This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, I think it's pretty obvious to anybody who's really trying to be obedient to Christ how the enemy ramps up its attacks against you. You know, Satan and his legion of fallen angels and demons, they just cannot stand not having control over your life, you know. And I'm at a point in my life where I'm done letting them dictate my every move and everything that I go through every every day. So I've been fasting, and that's how we gain power. You know, we submit the flesh. We are to be obedient to Christ and we receive favor and we receive help. And I started this actual episode earlier, but as soon as I began to speak about what I'm about to talk about, all kinds of things started happening to try to knock me off the path that I was on to to, uh, deliver this message to you. And I'm actually going through it right now because I'm in traffic uh, trying to drive. And, you know, it's hard to work and do this at the same time. But um, so basically, um, I just wanted to tell you guys about um, a few years ago, I was um, driving around and... uh, I was up north in Columbus, Ohio, on the north end, off of Bush Boulevard, and I was driving by the Screens of the Continent, which is a movie theater that's now owned by um, Indians, like the Hindu Indian culture. Sorry if I said that the wrong way, but um, they they like they were they were playing like. American movies at one point, but now it's just like all Bollywood movies or all Indian movies. And um, so I was driving by there and I had a whole bunch of Bible tracks that I was buying from um, Lifeway Christian Store in Polaris. And they are actually now closed. Um, they went out of business, unfortunately. But yeah, I was getting my Bible tracks from them. And um, I actually got fired from a few jobs for putting these Bible tracks in the, the orders. And um, I think Uber Eats fired me um, because I was putting these Bible tracks in, in, you know, the the bags of food that people ordered. And uh, it was Pride Week in Columbus, Ohio. And I didn't know because I'm not in that community. So I have no idea when they're doing their celebrations or parades or any of that, any of that, those type of things. I was just basically spreading the gospel as I'm commanded to do. And, um, I guess I received 
a record-breaking amount of complaints to where they had to let me go, which, I don't know, I mean, I guess it could be argued that that was discrimination or, you know, I don't know if it falls under free speech. I mean, I'm an independent contractor, so I don't actually work for the Uber Eats company or, you know, I'm an independent contractor, so it's, it's, it's not like the company was, was doing that, but as a customer, who are you going to complain to? And customers love to complain, especially here in America. So, um, yeah, I expect to have a lot of distractions while I give this message. And um, I kind of wish I was at a more in a more quiet area so I could deliver it to you more effectively without the, the distractions and noises. But it is what it is. So hopefully you receive it. But. Yeah, I felt like uh, I felt like God wanted me to put these Bible tracks on all of the the cars in that movie theater, and so that's what I did. And I lifted up all the windshield wipers, and I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of ner- nervous. Like I hope the movie doesn't let out and they catch me doing this, but I was able to get every car in that parking lot, and right towards. The end, when I was just down to like the last row of cars, the movie did let out and people were coming out and they, some people did see me, um, putting these Bible tracks on their windshields. Well, long story short, that night when I went to sleep, I was staying with my father in Westerville at the time. This is when he was still alive. Um, I, uh, woke up because I thought I was on fire. I really thought I was, was, was being burned. I thought, I thought the bed was on fire in my dream. I thought it was like, I thought I had like an electric blanket on the, on the bed and it caught fire, but I just woke up and my whole, my whole body was just burning and I didn't know what it was. And I tried to tell my dad about it. And I think he might've thought it was something demonic or whatever. And so that was, that was like my first experience with that happening. And, um, and that actually just happened this past Monday, um, which would have been, let's see, today's the 14th, 13th, 12th, the 11th, November 11th, 2019, I began a fast. And this was my second fast in my existence. Uh, the first time I fasted, I went to heaven and hell. And um, I've actually had two heaven and hell experiences. I don't know why I'm yawning so much because I usually don't yawn as much. I got a lot of sleep today. So I think that's probably just the enemy trying to do whatever he can to stop this message. And I know that probably sounds crazy to some people, but um, I don't know. I yawned a lot already and it's only been like seven minutes. So um, um, on Monday I fasted and I didn't eat. Until like 8.46 p.m. And I was going to do a three-day fast from like 6 to 6. But on Monday, I just went a little bit longer. And um, that night around 2 a.m. Jeez, Louise. There's another yawn. I have no idea what's going on here. But um, at 2 a.m., I, I woke up and I to a burning sensation. And I still didn't know what it was. I'm like, God, please, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm scared. You know, I don't know what's going on. And I was just talking to God, like, please make it stop, please make it stop. 
little did I know, which I just found out within the past couple of days what that was, he was purifying my soul. You know, it's like he puts you in the furnace. Like, I don't know if you've read about that, like to purify something or like even when um, like people that um, make gold, they have to like burn it to get rid of all the impurities and then they just keep the gold and get rid of the rest. So that's kind of like what I um, sum that experience up to be. And um, and I'm thankful, you know. And so I completed the three day fast yesterday, um, which was like six to six or whatever. And really, I'm just using that. <sighs> Sorry again. I rebuke all of these yawns in the name of Jesus. Let me get this message out. And um, anyways, so what I'm trying to say is fasting is very important because we have to submit the flesh. And we have to be obedient to Jesus. And I always tell people, like, if you're really, really serious about giving your life to Christ, then every waking minute and even while you're sleeping, you should be taking in the word of God. And what I mean, like when I go to sleep, I play the Bible app and I fall asleep to the Bible app. But sometimes it's hard to go to sleep because you want to listen to it and you want to absorb it. And so it's hard to go to sleep when you're so interested in listening to it, you know. And um, I do take melatonin to go to sleep because my mind sometimes just does not stop. And there's so many things that I want to get done. There's so many things I want to do. Like I want to make Christian music. I got a website up now, which this is probably like my hundredth website that I've created since I've been alive. And I'm I'm focused on not letting this one fail. Like I had to redesign the destiny.com and you know, I started these websites, but I know I need help with it. And I got people that seem like they're interested in trying to do this. Oh my gosh. But I'm just not able to get anybody to really commit to helping me, you know, do this. So I mean we have everything going against us here. The enemy is so powerful here and it's overwhelming. And I know for a fact that I would never be able to, you know, make it through all of these obstacles if it wasn't for Jesus. That's why he he has to be in every aspect of my life, every minute, every second of my life. I have to be absorbing the teachings of Jesus, the word of God. Um, whether it's listening to praise and worship music or listening to the Bible app or even going on YouTube and listening to pastors preach. But we got so many different pastors out here that are not preaching the real gospel. There's a lot of churches who are not preaching the rapture. Even that Bible flock YouTube channel, he's not even, he's talking about the rapture is not real. And if you study Bible school, scripture you know that there's two times that jesus comes the second coming where he comes on the clouds and everybody sees him and then when he comes in the twinkling of the eye to snatch us up and which is in like thessalonians and you know there's just different parts of the bible where they talk about him you know removing the church before the tribulation so we won't have to go through that and i do believe that you know i'm definitely a, a pre-trib um rapture believer 
And um, I also don't believe once saved, always saved. I don't believe that. You know, um, if that's the case, that means you can be like, okay, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. I believe you're my Lord and Savior. And I'm going to go back to rape, raping kids and murdering people. Like, you think he's going to allow you into heaven when you're living that type of lifestyle? So, no, I don't believe that once saved, always saved. I believe you could lose your salvation. If that were not the case, why would... See, distractions, distractions, distractions. If that were the case, why would um, he say, if you're lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth? If you are a lukewarm Christian, I will spew you out of my mouth. It's better for you to be either hot or cold than to be lukewarm. So you are to be on fire for Jesus. You need to be spreading the gospel. You need to be trying to win souls for Christ. Like, you have to do this. You're commanded to do this. And why wouldn't you want to? Like, you know, I did grow up in that street mentality, street life mentality. Like, you know, you know, no snitching and obey the code of the streets and this and that. And, you know, you don't wish jail on your worst enemy. But the truth is, I don't wish hell on my worst enemy. I don't wish for nobody to go to hell. Nobody. Absolutely no one. And that's the truth. You know, I don't wish for nobody to go to jail either. But sometimes, sometimes people need to completely escape this world and, and have that alone time to where they can study the Bible and, and get to know Jesus and get to know the word of God and really meditate on that so that they can save their soul. You know, your preacher is not going to save you. You know, everybody has a responsibility to work out their own salvation and you're to do it with fear and trembling because we are sinners. We are broken and Satan is going to use any and everybody in any situation, whatever he can to get you to not obey Jesus. That is his goal. You know, even while I'm trying to give this message to you, look how many times I'm yawning. Look how many distractions have happened. Like that's a red flag right there of what's going on. You know, the phone ringing, text messages, you know, loud cars driving by, you know, distractions, distractions, distractions. That is the goal of this, this, this world, you know gluttony greed like like i i realize even when i get food and order food like this is too much food i can't eat all this but then you're like man i better eat all of it because there's people in other countries who are starving to death you know so i should and then even when you're growing up you're like you better eat everything on your plate like so there's so much programming and brainwashing going on here like we really truly are living in the great deception right now and there's so many people like and there's so many Christians fighting debating debating amongst other Christians and I just feel like that's a waste of time like you know you are commanded to to move when God tells you to move to give a word to somebody when you're supposed to give a word to them but after that the rest is on them in the Holy Spirit to convict them you know, you did your job. You did your job by preaching the gospel and spreading the gospel. But you're not to waste your time with these people because you got to understand a lot of people are just going to go to hell because they don't want to believe this. They want to believe that 
whatever it is, you know, I actually had this, uh, a guy that I thought he was a friend of mine and he was telling me, Hey man, it's okay to masturbate. It's okay to sniff cocaine. Man, if Jesus was here, he'd probably sniff Coke with you. And he was like, Jesus turned water into wine, man. He hung out with, with prostitutes and drug dealers. Like he was cool with them, man. You know, they, they even said in the Bible that, you know, he, he hangs out with these people because he was drinking with them and he was smoking dope with them. And, do and I'm just like, man, this is blasphemy. And this dude's like 10 years older than me, you know, and he kept telling me, man, it's OK to smoke weed, man. There's nothing wrong with it. But I just felt like, no, man, I know the word. The Bible says you have to purify the temple. You have to keep your your temple pure. You know, like this is the easy part right now. That's what you guys don't understand. Like, even though it's super difficult right now, it's easy to put down the alcohol. It's easy to stop smoking weed or crack or injecting heroin in your veins. Like it's easy. You're it's easier to do this now than being in the great tribulation and say, oh, I'm going to die for Jesus. I'm going to be martyred for Jesus. Like, really? Like it's it, you, you feel like, oh, I'm going to just live the lifestyle that I want to live. And then when a great tribulation comes, I just won't take the mark of the beast and get beheaded. That's the easy route. Well, guess what, man? It's not going to be that simple to just being beheaded or decapitated. People are going to get tortured. You know, Satan is not Satan is not trying to make it easy for anybody, you know, so for the people that are going to be decapitated and beheaded by these guillotines that uh, Obama uh, made, he put into uh, he put it into the Obamacare Act, you know, to, to to that it was you know to have all these guillotines created. Nah, man, you know that's why that's why a lot of people do believe. Obama is the Antichrist, but it's not just that. It's just there's a spirit of Antichrist. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing people who are sinning, winning right now. You know what I mean? You're seeing these people that are living a sinful lifestyle. You're seeing them win right now. And that's, that makes you think like, oh, it's okay to, to sin. It's okay to do that. It's not. I mean, we're talking about eternity here. This life is 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 quick, you know, like I'm already 40 years old, you know, and it, it happened really fast. And the older I got, the quicker it went, you know, every day it's like time is speeding up. But yeah, I just, I just want to, I seen that I had like three listeners on the last podcast. That might not be a lot for, you know, a lot of people, but that's cool for me because that means somebody's listening. And that means it's 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 reaching somebody. And I just want to tell whoever is listening to this, like it is up to it is of the utmost importance that you completely consume the word of God before the Bible's not even here anymore. And I definitely do recommend the King James Version. And you're going to have scoffers and mockers. You're going to have people. Why are so many people worried about what you believe? Because they don't want, they don't want no one to outshine them. Like, oh, you're Mr. Goody Two Shoes, or you think you're holier than thou, or you're more righteous than me. It's not even about that. It's about working out our salvation with fear and trembling. I'm not trying to be more righteous than anybody. I'm not in competition with anybody. 
I'm trying to save my, I'm trying to save my soul, which I can't save my soul. Jesus saves my soul and it's through grace alone, not through works. I understand that. But that's because we're sinners. That's because we're broken. So there's nothing that anybody could do anyways. There's nobody here can do enough works to make it into heaven anyway. So it's not even about that. I mean, we're saved by the sacrifice of Jesus, period. But that does not mean that it's okay to be lukewarm, that it's okay to not spread the gospel and to not be on fire for Christ. We have to be on fire for Christ. I mean, the saddest thing in heaven, even though heaven is perfect and there's no tears or nothing, you will feel sad if your brother or your sister is not there with you or if your mother or father is not in heaven with you. That 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 will not feel great. You know, that there will be a sense of loss or a void, you know, that that they're not in heaven with us. But everybody has free will, you know, and the people that are that set to go against the word of God, to not listen to it when you sp spread the message to them. Like I sent out a link today to everybody in my contact list and I had a few people respond. Some people were just like, oh, I don't believe all that. Most people didn't respond. You know, some people were trying to debate and argue with me and I just blocked them. I don't have time to waste. Like anybody and everybody can get blocked out of my life right now. I am focused on being obedient to Christ and doing what I'm commanded to do. And if you are on a narrow path, then you get it. But if you're not, then you don't. It's not really okay with me because, I mean, I'm fighting for your salvation. You know, I'm trying to wake you up. I'm not trying to be holier than thou. It's just I do a lot of research. I mean, I am completely absorbing the word of God every minute, every second, every day. I, I can't afford not to do that. I don't want to go to hell. This is like a hell hellish existence already for me. You know, there's not a day that goes by that I don't ask God if I can come home and be with him. If he can just let me die. I ask to die all the time. A lot of my friends don't like hearing it. They're disgusted that I say that, but it's like, you guys don't even really care about me anyways. You know what I mean? So I don't know why people are acting like they actually care that I want to die. I don't really have any real friends. I mean, I promise you if I died right now, there wouldn't be a funeral. There would be nobody that was, would, would look after me. There would, there would be nobody that the coroner couldn't pick up my phone and call anybody that would care. There's nobody in my phone that would care that I died. That's what I'm saying. You know, my, my mother's passed away. I never got to meet her. I didn't know her. My dad is dead. Um, my brothers and sisters all have negative thoughts about me. They talk about me behind my back. They criticize me. You know, it really is like me against the world, you know, but I still love them. I forgive them. I don't judge them because I know better. I know it's not them. It's, it's, it's demonic thoughts, you know, it's demonic activity in their life that are putting these thoughts into their head about me. I mean, I love them. I want them to be saved. I want them to be obedient to Christ and make it to heaven. Just like I want all my friends to do that. But 
People want to live the lifestyle they want to live, you know? That's why it's important to fast because you submit the flesh. You know, I'm telling my body, like, I know you're hungry. I hear my stomach growling. I know that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to submit to that and feed, feed the body, you know? And you're not supposed to tell nobody you're fasting, you know? So I'll probably have to start to fast all over again, which is fine. I don't care. I'm going to do it and do it and do it and do it until I get it right. I'm not going to give up completely. I'm not going to say, oh, I messed up. No use in trying no more. That's not how I was made. I'm going to keep fighting. Like I was going to the Immortal MMA Center, right? And Matt Brown summoned like a demon warrior in the astral realm to attack me. And I defeated them. With the word, with the word of God. And when, when, when this beast was summoned, and I know Matt Brown summoned it, I never approached him phys- in the physical realm. I never approached him here, you know, at the gym and said anything to him about it. You know what I mean? But I'm very familiar with astral travel because before I gave my life to Christ, I was astral traveling. You know, I was, I was astral projecting, you know what I mean? And I was... I, I've had instances of bilocation where my physical body was in jail, but people see me at a nightclub, you know, and I knew I was at that nightclub. Like for me, I didn't even, I, 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 you know, you think you're dreaming, you know, cause that's how you, you, you go into astral projection, you know, and I don't want to give too much information on that because I don't want anybody to even be curious about dabbling in, in, in the new age or the occult or any of that stuff, you know, like I'm so against horoscopes, tarot card readings, psychic readings, uh, ghost hunters communicating with the dead. You're not communicating with the dead for one. I mean, these are demons, you know, these are demons. So it just pays to really know the word and it's tough. You know, you're, if, if you're of the world, it's going to be a very painful, excruciating process. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate listening to the gospel 24-7, you know. But if that's, if that's what I have to do to get on the right path, then that's what I'm going to do. I have to work out my salvation. I'm responsible for me. You know what I mean? You're responsible for you. These horrible things are going to continue to happen here because... Satan is in control of his realm. He's in control of his world, you know? I think he's he's in the second heaven, and this is like, I guess what we see right here would be the first heaven. He's in the second heaven, and God's in the third heaven. So Satan, you know, being like the prince of the air, like he can block prayers from getting to heaven, you know? And, and sometimes, you know, um, they answer prayers for people, you know, like the wrong prayers, like, oh, I pray I meet the plug. I pray I, I could get a good, Coke connect or a good boy connect, heroin connect or glass connect for meth or whatever it is. Like people pray for certain things like, oh, man, I pray I could get both of these girls, you know, into my room tonight. God, please. Well, you're not praying to 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 the God of Jesus. You're not praying to the father of Jesus. You're not praying to Jesus. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. You know, and nobody can get to the father, or get to heaven unless you, you know, are walking 
like Jesus walk. If you're not emulating Jesus and not following his teachings, you know, there's and honestly, I I cannot disagree with God in any type of way. You know, I've, I've heard people like, well, doesn't Satan have to get permission from God before he does anything? So if God created Satan, like da, 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 this and that, and it's like, no, God created creation. He gave them free will. And even by giving them free will, no matter what they do, God's will will be done when it's all said and done, when it's all over with. You know, he's the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and omega. He knows the beginning from the end. You know, he exists outside of the time space continuum. You know, we exist inside of that. We are created beings. He is a self-created being. He probably always existed and, and always will. And, um, you know, I'm not a preacher. You know, I'm not a pastor. I'm not like a Bible scholar. You know, I'm just a regular person and I listen a lot. You know, I drive for a living. So it's tough for me to, um, you know, really devote the time to sit there and study the scripture, you know, and some people do go to church and they're like, oh, well, if you don't go to church, you're not a real Christian. But, you know, I do go to church virtually, you know, like I'm listening to all these different YouTube sermons and these are all different churches and I could never go to all these churches in real life in one day. You know what I mean? The time to travel there and back and sit there and do this and do that and still be able to work and pay my bills. It's impossible. So I'm very grateful to, ha to have uh, YouTube as a medium or just being able to access online content through the Internet and to compare all of these different sermons and teachings and stuff you know some people they go to church and they just take their pastor's word for it but they don't realize that freemasons buy christian churches like the church has been infiltrated you know and if they're not preaching on the rapture and not and they're not preaching against homosexuality then this isn't a good church to be in because it's not about pleasing people and making them comfortable so they can come to your church and donate and tithe and give you money so you can go buy a new jet or buy a new Bentley or remodel your house. It's, it's not about that. And pe there's a lot of people that get into that line of work for the money, you know, because they think people are stupid. And we are. I mean, we're sheep, you know, the blind leading the blind. We need a template. We need a guide. We need Jesus. Bottom line in the story. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. We need Jesus. And it, it hurts me that, you know, people are so passionate in life about everything but Jesus. And I'm not going to lie, I was there a couple of times. Even when I was going to Mortal MMA Training Center, you know, Lewis Center. Like, I was focused. I was dedicated. I know they seen that. They see me there every single morning, not missing a step, you know. But I had two situations happen. Like, I got in a... I got in a fight, I was the victor, and I felt horrible about it. And then I had another situation where I thought this guy was a brother of mine, like a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, and he popped up in my house at 2 in the morning, vandalized my vehicle. I didn't even know it was him at first. I opened the door out of reaction, next thing he's assaulting me and, and, and trying, to, trying to take my life, trying to choke the life out of, out of me, you know what I mean? And I knew he was under a demonic attack. I forgive him. I'll never be his friend again. I, just because we forgive people, you're not 
You don't have to be back in their life. I hear that all the time because there's so many people that I meet and we fall out, you know, because they violated, they disrespected it. They did something that I will not tolerate. And I'm like, I'm done with you. You know, there's not three strikes. You're out with me. There's two strikes. First time you do it, I'll forgive you. Give you a second chance. If you do it again, I'm done. It's a wrap for you. You will not be in my life. We will not have a conversation. I want if I even if I see you in the street, I might not even wave hi to you. That does not mean I haven't forgave you. I have no bitterness towards you. I have no hate in my heart towards you. I just see that you're going on the path that I'm not on. That's your choice. You don't have to believe what I believe. I'm not. I'm not forcing my religion on anybody. You know. I get in, in, in situations and issues all the time with my job. I get complaints all the time from people. I just I picked up somebody the other day on an Uber ride, and um, they I don't know it was two people, and the guy the whole time was just badgering me like, uh, "Oh, you're not a people person. Why are you doing this line of work if you're not a people person?" And I can't believe you're doing this and you're not talking to me. Look, man, I don't have to talk to you. Matter of fact, you can get out of my vehicle right now. I'm an independent contractor. Yeah, that's why I'm in this line of work. And I don't I don't just need Uber. I got other other outlets for independent contracting. So if I get fired from Uber, I got a backup plan. If I get fired from this other job, I got a backup plan. If I get fired from that job, I got a backup plan. But my ultimate backup plan is Jesus. And I have faith that Jesus will provide a way for me. I'm not rich. I live in a hood. You know, I live in an impoverished area surrounded by prostitution and drugs. You know, I got people that judge me, look at me evil, try to start fights with me. I'm constantly dealing with people trying to start problems with me. And I ignore it and they get mad because people are seeking confrontation. They want a negative reaction. They want you to snap out and attack them or rage out on them. I just ignore them. You know, I carefully dodge and flee from it. You know, when this guy came and attacked me, my friend, I could have murdered him. I had a knife. I could have stabbed him real quickly, right in his throat. But guess what? I'd be in jail fighting the case. And more than likely, I would still do some time because the enemy is against me. But guess what? Do you think you think he would win in that situation? No, because now I'm in the prison system. And now I can preach the gospel in in the prison system. So whatever happens in my life, you know what I mean? However, it turns out I'm set on this path right now. I'm not going to turn from it. I don't want to backslide. I've been there. I've done that. I went out drinking. I, I fornicated and had sex when I wasn't married and lusted women and watched pornography and did drugs, sniffed cocaine, smoked marijuana, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I never did super hard drugs like heroin or meth or crack or, you know, anything like that. But it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know, an addiction is an addiction. I met I, I met a lady that said, as soon as she got in my car, she was like, what's your addiction? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, that's such a weird question for someone to ask you. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. She's like, my addiction is stationary. 
and she had like these two big bags and it was just full of stationery. All these bright colored pens, pencils, erasers, notepads. Um, she was just obsessed with it, you know? So it can be anything. It could be food. It could be video games. It could be television. <sighs> Man, if it's not Jesus, it's not good. Bottom line. And we need Jesus. I mean, I find so much comfort in the word, you know. I just find so much peace and solace in the word of God. And I love God. I love Jesus. And yeah, there's been times I've been mad and raised a clenched fist up to the sky, cussing God out, probably blasphemy. You know, I've, I've had those moments. And thank God that, you know, he's patient and, and he understood that, you know, I'm just emotional, but we can't go off emotions and feelings because that's how the demons and the, and the fallen angels can can control us and dictate us. You know, that's what they do. They try to create these emotional spikes. And while we're sleeping at night, they're planning our demise for the following day. That's why as soon as you wake up, you know what I mean? Before you go to bed, pray, pray when you wake up, pray while you're in bed, pray all day long, you know. It's always wonderful to get on your knees and pray, of course, but sometimes you just can't. You know, if you're driving around in a car, you just talk to God, talk to him in your mind. You know, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have absolutely nobody in my life. But I know now that I'm being obedient, I'm getting strange numbers pop up on my phone. People I don't even I haven't talked to in years are calling me out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I'm running into people from my old life. They're trying to pull me back into that lifestyle. Oh, man, I got the deal and the weed hit me up. I got the plug. I got this. I got that. Yeah, because I used to I used to be a drug dealer. But not only was I a drug dealer before I was a drug dealer, I robbed drug dealers for a living. So since I was a little kid, that's what I did for money was rob dope boys. I did that up until 2012, robbing dope boys. Kicking in doors, breaking in houses, stealing drugs from 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 drug dealers and then turn around and selling the drugs. And then to keep that going, to keep money coming in, I had to meet new drug dealers so I could get more drugs and keep selling those drugs. And then when that drug dealer did something messed up to me, then I started scheming and plotting on how to rob him. You know what I mean? But I never let him know either way. I never let him know I was offended or that he violated or did something disrespectful to me. Nothing like that. I just kept it quiet, you know, did my surveillance, tracked and followed him, gained his trust, boom, and robbed him again, you know. And that was my life, you know, up until 2012. It's been a hard journey, you know. And um, I heard Satan speak to me at, a, at an early age telling me that I would be a famous rapper. And right after that, I met Busy Bone. And all these things started falling in place. And it seemed kind of weird. I honestly, being 19 years old, you know, meeting Busy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. And then a couple of years later, actually having the opportunity to, to record music with him. And he asked me to be his manager. And, and he trusted me because I really am deep down a good guy. And I'm very honest and very loyal, you know. And I'm not saying this to like toot my own horn because I definitely make mistakes and have shortcomings and failures. We all do. None of us are perfect. That's why we need Jesus. But for the most part, I always try to put my, my best foot forward and make a, a, a good effort to do the right thing. But you always get let down. Man will let you down every time. 
But Jesus won't, man. But you, you also got to understand, like, Jesus isn't going to give you everything you ask for because he knows better. You know, he he knows what's good for you. It might not be good for you to win the lottery. You might lose your soul if you won the lottery. You know, you might lose your soul if you started making a lot of money at this new job. That's probably why you didn't get that job. You know, you, you might lose your soul if you didn't lose your legs, if you didn't lose your arm. You know what I mean? If you didn't. If you didn't get cancer, you might not have started to read the Bible or draw closer to the Lord. So we can't judge. We don't we don't know, man. We're human. We're a created species like we we have no idea, you know, so we have to rely and trust God. And this will all be over soon. I mean, all of these things you, that you build up here, you don't get to take none of this stuff with you. Who cares that you got a better job than your neighbor? Or you're making more money than your college enemy or your high school enemy. Who cares that you you feel like you look better than this person or you're more athletic than this person? You know, these these are all stupid things. I mean, these are not the things that we should be focused on. You know, again, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not trying to preach to nobody here. I mean, honestly... The truth is I'm just speaking into my phone, recording a podcast that's not being promoted, that I have no idea if anybody's ever going to listen to it. You know what I mean? I just know that I want to leave something behind. I want I want to do what's right. I want to be perfect as my father in heaven is perfect. I want to at least try, you know, I don't want to give up. I got a lot of issues I'm dealing with, you know, I got a lot of a lot of debt, a lot of bills, a lot of problems. I cry probably two or three times a week. I cry myself to sleep. I wake up. I'm crying in the shower. You know, you know, I express my shortcomings and failures with my friends to inspire them. Like, Hey, man, I had a problem with pornography. I had a problem with masturbation you know I had one of my friends like oh my god I can't can't believe you told me that like you're a little too honest aren't you look man I, I don't want no one to go to hell you know that pornography and masturbation opened up portals which ultimately disrupted my marriage you know I preached to my wife all the time but I didn't live live it out fully then you know what I mean like I didn't get it you know I was still young and dumb and wet behind the ears you know I made a lot of mistakes I mean in my marriage it wasn't her fault it was both of our faults we both made the mistakes you know but the person who doesn't admit their failures you know that's pride that's ego talking you know and we can't be prideful man we have to humble ourselves we have to admit our failures and shortcomings and and make amends and try to correct it correct our walk more is required you know so much more is required of us and um these these bad things that we go through all these bad experiences you know, it's God waking us up, you know, it's like, oh, you want to keep living that lifestyle? You want to keep going to the club and partying? Here's the STD for you. You know, or whatever it is. Whatever he can do to 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 
to wake you up, you know, to have you seek him, you know, it's, it's not the father's will that, that anybody should perish. He doesn't want anybody to perish. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. I don't either. Look, you know, I'm not happy that I was created. I don't know why I exist. I, if I can, if there was an option to not exist, to not be, I would like that. Still, right now in this moment, I would love that. If God could snap his fingers right now like you never existed, I'd be cool with it because I wouldn't exist. I'd just be nothingness. You know what I mean? But what do I know? I don't know what I would be. I don't know if it's, I, I could have just been, you know, uh, screaming in the wind, you know, a lost soul in the wind or something. I don't know, man. I don't know. We don't know anything, you know? So it's not even important to get in debates about, you know, the flat earth and this and that, you know, I am a flat earther, you know, and I believe that there's a glass firmament and I don't believe that the sun and the moon are really far away, you know, like how's the sun so far away, but it's the same exact size of the moon. Like, yeah, I could debate that, but what's the point, you know, if, if it's going to lead, lead us to arguing, it's not important, you know, what's important is let's try to be obedient. Let's try really hard to to follow God and, and trust me, he, he will lead you. You know what I mean? It, it might not be super obvious to where like God just appears in physical form. Like you need to do this, 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 that, and that. Nah, it's more like you say a prayer, you know, like, Lord, you know, I don't, I don't have, you know, health insurance, you know, I'm, I'm fighting this cancer and I don't know what to do. And then, the next day, you or a couple of days later, you bump into somebody who is a herbalist, you know, and they're like, take some astragalus, you know, take some oregano oil, um, start cleaning out your system, stop eating meat, you know, stop eating flesh, you know, just get on an all vegan diet, fast, fast for three days. Fast for seven days, fast for a couple weeks, only drink water. And if you study the benefits of fasting, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it gets rid of all the fat. It's going to eat all the fat that's stored up. But after that, it starts getting rid of all of the impurities and all, all of the the things in your body that your body doesn't need. Uh, malfunctioning cells, you know, and diseases and illnesses, you know, like it, 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 it is a good thing, you know. We have to listen, listen to God. He knows best. And, um, yeah, I know this can turn some people away. Probably stop this recording already, you know, and went to something else. I've had those, those times. Even recently, a couple of days ago, <clears throat> I think I was listening to the YouTube channel line of Judah. And usually they're pretty good videos, you know, and, but there was a part in there where the guy got really close to the mic. And he was like, you will not do this. You will not do that. You will not. And it just drove me crazy. I had to stop it. Like, nah, I don't want to hear that. You know, and it's not that I didn't want to hear the word. I just didn't like his tonality. I didn't like his aggressiveness, you know, and his sergeant type military voice barking orders, you know, and I know they mean well. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, just, you know, you'll figure it out, you know, just stay on the path, keep pushing towards the goal. It's, it's tough. 
it's difficult, but it's easier now than trying to do this during the tribulation. You know, during the tribulation, if you have a negative thought, a demon might pop up right there in front of you. Like the demons are going to be running around, you know, murdering people. People are going to be murdering people. You know, the Nephilim, these giants will be here. There will be FEMA camps and a lot of slaughter and cannibalism and, um, you know, violent sexual orgies, you know, just disgusting things. You're going to be seeing people on Snapchat, you know, running up and shooting the cop in his head or just running up and shooting people. And it's just going to be complete chaos, you know. And I don't want to be here for that, you know, so I want to get it right now. And I don't know when the rapture occurs. It could happen right now. It could happen five seconds from now. It could happen 10 minutes from now. You know, I don't know when it's going to happen. Nobody knows when it's happened. Nobody knows the day or time, you know, which which makes me think a lot about that Apex YouTube channel with all these time travelers and stuff. You know, some people like, oh, time travel, like I, they don't believe in that because they're like, well, if Jesus is to come, then what about these people in the future? Well, it also makes sense, too, when no one knows the day or time. God exists outside of time. So even if time travel is a possibility I don't know. Who knows? I don't really know what's going on with all this stuff. Human cloning, CRISPR technology, genome splicing to 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 mix human and animal DNA. I mean, look, they've already got everybody changing their sex. You know, <laughs> a, a man can become a woman now. They've been doing this for a while. I mean. The food's being messed with, the chemtrails in the air, the fluoride in the water. It's a mess. I mean, it's really obvious that, um, you know, we're living in the end times, in the final moments. I don't want to be here. I don't like this place. I want to do what I need to do, what Jesus has commanded me to do, and, and do my best to try to work out my salvation. And I am in fear and I, I do tremble every day. I'm trembling. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I flipped this car off to just cut me off and ran me off the road into a ditch. Yeah. Even though they did something evil to me, I'm so scared of God that by me being mad at, at somebody for doing something wrong to me, I'm scared that God will be mad at me for it. So I'm like, I'm sorry, God, please forgive me. I don't judge him. I forgive him. But I don't dwell on it. And then I, I, you know, I go get back on the road and, you know, get up off the ground, dust myself off and, and keep pushing. But yeah, I get the demonic thoughts. You know how many demonic thoughts I had about that guy that came and attacked me in my house? You know? How many of my friends, so-called friends said, hey, we'll go take care of that for you. This dude has nobody here. He, he moved here from a different state with his family. He has no friends or family here, really. You know, he didn't grow up with nobody here. He doesn't have any real solid loyalty from anybody. He doesn't know what it's like to live the street life. I could have ruined that guy. There's so many different ways I, I could have retaliated and sought revenge on him. But I didn't. I forgave him. I gave it to God. And that's between them now, you know, I'm going to continue living my life. I'm going to get up off the ground, dust myself off, 
and keep being obedient and, and disciplined and focused, you know, that's what's most important for me right now, you know, and um, fasting is tough. It's not an easy thing, you know, but you are exercising discipline and, and God will reward you. God keeps his word, you know, not that I even care about rewards or anything like that, like. If I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling, I just want to make it to heaven. I don't care if I got a mansion up there or not. I don't care if I'm homeless in heaven. I just want to make it to heaven because I don't want to be here and I don't want to be in hell. These are two places I do not want to be. You know, like I, I don't I'm not even looking at women in any type of sexual way anymore. You know what I mean? Like I don't care. I don't care. I want to focus on Jesus 200%, 1,000%, infinity percent. It's all about Jesus. That's all I care about right now. Not to seem selfish in any type of way, but I need to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. And I need to stay repenting. And I know, I know there's going to be attacks from the enemy. You know, every day I know that. I'm just like, all right, what's Satan going to do today? What's he going to do today? Who's he going to manifest through today? What demonic activity is going to happen today? You know, but since I'm aware of it, I know what's going to happen now. I could pray against it, you know, and if anybody's listening, you know, right now, I'd like to end this with a prayer. Dear Lord, you said when two or more are gathered in Jesus name that you are present. And I just ask that whoever is listening to this, that you come into their life you have the Holy Spirit convict them. You do whatever it takes to help them get on track and get right with you to get them to be obedient. Because I know you do not want none of us to perish. It is not your will for any of us to go to hell. And so I just pray that whatever it is, you know, we could receive some extra help from you, Lord, and extra protection from you and extra healing, you know, and extra blessings from you. An extra guidance and direction from you, you know, whether through, you know, our everyday interactions, through the word, through whatever it is, we, we, we just ask for more help and assistance, Lord. It's getting harder out here and um, we're getting weary and we're getting tired of, of dealing with all this negativity and all these attacks from the demonic realm. We just need more help. We we ask for more patience and we just hope that we we can make the rapture, Lord. We want to get snatched up. We don't want to be here for the tribulation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys in Jesus' name. Um, fasting is very important. And that was really why I started this episode was to talk to you guys about fasting. He will purify you. And it's not just about fasting from food. It's about fasting from the world. You know, eyes are portals. Ears are portals. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these things can trigger us. You know what I mean? Looking at an attractive person can lead to lustful thinking, you know? So we don't want to look at that. We, we want to turn away from it. You know, we don't, we, we don't want to be put in situations or put ourselves in those type of situations. And, you know, like I said, friends, family, co-workers, 
you know, Satan's going to find a way to, to, to try to knock you off track. And that's why fasting is so important because it's it, it gives you power to put your foot down. You know, you, you submit the flesh then you have more control over the flesh in Jesus name. I found that to be true through careful research and studying. You know, the closer I draw to Christ, the more the demonic attacks, you know, but the more assistance we get from the spiritual realm, like, you know, our guardian angels step back when we are living a sinful lifestyle, you know, but if you purify your temple, you know, and you keep your temple pure, your body pure by not fornicating, by not doing drugs and, you know, just by being obedient to Christ, we will receive more protection and more help from God. And we need that. You know, we we cannot make it here without Jesus, period. End of story. You know, he is the only way. He is the truth. And he is the life. And I love y'all. Even if I don't know you, I love you. But, you know, it's time to get it in gear, man. It's time to to step up and start doing the right thing. You could die tomorrow. Where will you go? Because if you're living in sin, you're going to hell. And you don't want to be there. This is serious. So don't act like you don't care, you know, because you do care. All right. Peace.